from grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Miles. And this is the best beer show on the internet, according according to to our our mothers. mothers. So, Miles, what have you been up to beer-related lately? Well, not as much. However, I did uh, check the gravity on my Munich Ale. Well, that seems grave. I, it was a dire circumstance. Right? It super dire. Super, super dire. No, uh, I haven't transferred it yet. That's going to happen in a couple of days, but I did take the gravity rating. It is currently at right around 1018. Very cool. Very I, cool. I gave it a taste, and wow, I did not expect that. Was that a good expectation or a bad one? Um, It is a... I'm going to have to try a cold and carbonated situation. Oh, okay. No, um... I guess I really didn't know what to expect. It's a lot darker, or it looks a lot darker than I would have expected, although it is in a one-gallon glass carboy. Yeah. So that always kind of throws it off. For but sure. But the, the taste is actually quite uh, strong. Like it's, okay. It's like straight-up punch-you-in-the-face kind of Munich. Nice. Very cool. I'm, I'm pretty excited. That, that does sound pretty neat. It'll be interesting. You you were you were very. Hesitant. I'm hesitant about about a full Munich beer. I really am, uh, but we'll see how it how it turns out in and the long run. Would you make ten gallons of it? I have to taste it first. I not as a not as like a pilot batch. I would not make ten gallons of it because 100 <laughs> percent Munich beer just doesn't seem seem Viable. me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it it doesn't seem like something I would have on. You mean you wouldn't want a Munich base ESB? No, <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Really, would not. Not even a little. Like, there's how much I would want to have it, and that is zero. <laughs> you seem adamant about this point. Are you? No, sure? that's that's ridiculous. Why would I be adamant about something? That's <laughs> that's absolutely ridiculous. I do not have strong opinions on anything, Miles. Have you ever listened to your shows? <laughs> no. Why would I listen to my own shows? Right. That just seems absolutely ridiculous. <clears throat> No, uh, so that's what I got going on, um, and later this week I plan on making a lager. A lager. A lager. I a lager. I still haven't completely decided. Man, why are you do. making a lager, Miles? Uh, this guy I know told me he was <laughs> lagering some stuffs, and he would have some extra room for. Yeah, it's time for V two of pills. So yes. we're gonna try to get this not DMSy this time. Yes. Which I think I think I have those those kinks worked out. We'll see how it goes. Because my lagering process last time was my fermentation was fine. The DMS came through in the process because I th- I believe most of it came through because I did a ninety minute mash. And you don't want to do that. No, I don't want to do that. And why why again did you do the ninety minute? Uh a few things I read they recommended it and I was like, I'll try it. Um just because they they're like, Well sometimes you don't get full modification. They they're like, So you can do that or you can do a decoction. And I was like, I'm not doing a decoction because I'm far too lazy for decoction mashing. I, I don't know what you're talking about. You act like that can be work. It's yeah, you know, it's Pulling things out of the mash tun, boiling them, putting things back into the mash tun. That doesn't seem like work at all. No, not at all. I would totally extend my four-hour brew day to not four hours. I know, and you've experienced that, haven't you? Yeah, and I don't like it. <laughs> don't like it. Four hours. Doop. It's the block so of I, time we have. 
I, I'm not entirely sure. Do you know what the diastatic power of Pilsner malt is? I Not off the top of my head. I I'd have to look it up. I feel that it's high enough that you could probably get away doing a 45-minute mash or even less and still have full conversion. Maybe. Well, with, with modern Pils malt, for sure. Yeah. But old old school Pils, probably not. Well, um, especially with the the recent experiments that I've been doing and the research with base malts and especially the golden promise that I brought up or we, we talked about over the last couple of weeks. I've done a lot of research into diastatic power and how recipes are supposed to reference all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And like, if you had just pure six row pale ale malt, uh-huh. that would like self convert in like 25 minutes. Because it's got diastatic power like 170. Yeah. Well, <laughs> when you're talking about diastatic power, if nobody knew what you're talking <laughs> about, you'd sound like super new agey right now. <laughs> like, yeah, no, man. This is a diastatic power of like 170. And like, that's just really good for your chakras and shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I don't know. It just popped in my head and I had to comment on it. Had to comment. No. Um, but uh, as far as I know, base malts like uh, two and six row Pilsner and Pales are supposed to be um, at least the mid, somewhere in the middle of 100 and 200, which okay. is exceptionally, or it's unnecessarily high for self-conversion. Yeah. And you can, like, if you wanted to shorten that mash up, you could even go less than 160 is, okay. I guess, the point I was getting to. All right. Um, yeah, so besides... Thinking about bringing a pilsner on uh, on Sunday, I've the fermentation for the the oh, pale ales that we're right. doing are yes. done, and so yes. I'm dry hopping uh, starting Thursday. That dry hop cycle will wrap up on Sunday. So while I'm doing my mash on Sunday, I will be kegging uh, the beer. Are you going to do force carb or keg conditioning? Um, I'll decide day of probably. Uh, Part of me, part of me wants to force carb. The other one's like, I already have way too much beer to drink. That uh, I don't know. I so personally I, just want to try it sooner than later. Yeah, I mean, we'll be trying it before the month's out. But I'm yeah. also gone for like I don't know. I'm gone a few weekends and stuff like that. So why would you do this to me? I don't know because you're gonna get. Five gallons of it. Speaking of which, you need to come bottle your shit because I'm not going to do that. I don't bottle. I do not bottle. (laughs) No, I I will have to do that eventually. Uh, Sooner than later. I got to get bottles. Yes, you do. I've been doing a horrible job of saving You said you had bottles. I have some bottles. Okay. Like five. All right. Well, you also (laughs) have some. Well, you got to go get the kegs, but. Yeah. You could put it in a keg and then bottle off a keg. And you have a problem. I don't know what to do for you. you that's your problem. I know how to put my beer in kegs. Uh, so. It's it's got to get fixed yes. soon. Uh, yeah. So besides that, I KBS came out on Friday. I, Friday or well, last week it yeah. rolled out slowly yep. over the week. I ended no, up. It was Friday. Well, uh, some places got it th- Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. So not River Falls. Not River Falls. No. So I picked up. One bottle on my way home in Woodbury, and then I was texting back and forth with you, found out that Divine got their shipment in, so I went and picked up two bottles there, so I ended up with three. Uh, I tried, I opened one Friday night. Have you tried yours? 
No, uh, okay. you told me what it's you super boozy, like crazy boozy. And I figured I would let it sit for a year, a long time. Yeah, <laughs> at least a year. It needs to sit. I I tried it, and it was almost overwhelmingly boozy. Yeah, that seems to be. I wouldn't call it a trend. Like just a thing that's been happening to a lot of the big stouts that have been coming. Yeah, out the when they well, when they're super young, they're yeah. usually boozy anyway. You don't want those are meant to be sat on for a while. I know. Unfortunately, I have patience. I I just don't like being patient. <laughs> yes. Well, I I stick mine in in my cellar and just kind of forget about it. I was looking at I I opened it up and like I decimated my cellar in November, just completely. Gone, and now it has uh, two bottles of the 2014 uh, bourbon barrel from Goose Island, yep. a bottle of 17, and now two KBSs. So it's going back up slowly. What about your 17 from Central Waters? I said 17. Oh, you did? Okay. I said a bottle of 17. One bottle of 17, because I drank the other one <laughs> on the show. And I gave some to you. I did. I got to try it, and it was fantastic. Yes. But yeah, I don't know. that's that's all the beer stuff I've been up to. No, I've I've been I've been pretty busy. With... And, well, and drinking a lot of it. Yeah, I had I had a I had a rough weekend, guys. Oh, so rough! I saw your coffee table. It was well. So about half of that was Friday night, and then <laughs> the other half was Sunday night, and I was hungover Monday morning, and then <laughs> I was coming down with a cold on top of that. Which, Which is, is why we didn't record last night. Yeah. I popped a bunch of vitamin C last night, went to bed, woke up, popped a bunch more, down a big thing of orange juice, and I'm feeling a little bit better. So. <laughs> Only a little bit? Yeah. No, vitamin C is definitely my cure of choice. Yes. Either that or a Bloody Mary. I, I'll take the vitamin C <laughs> for when I'm on my way to work. Well, and how, no, it's how in the about evening. a screwdriver? That, that a has... screwdriver could work. A screwdriver could work for sure. <laughs> For sure. Um, but yeah. So why don't we talk about what we're going to talk about today? Commercial calibration. Woo! Yes. So fun story behind this commercial calibration. Yeah, We've done why it before. Don't you... Yes. <laughs> so uh, why are we doing it again? Because the episode didn't turn out. It was all... And why did you let Carlos do that? I don't know. He seemed like a... I don't know. And then we got a bunch of complaints about that episode, and I promised uh, some people that we would do it again. Uh, I can't remember your names off the top of my head, but you know who you are, and I appreciate your emails and your feedback, and I'm sorry. So we're finally back to doing it again, which is super exciting. Yeah, absolutely. So this one hopefully will turn out, and if it doesn't, this beer is cursed, and we'll never do it again. True story, bro. Uh, So I guess we should get to what this beer is. Uh, We're doing a clone of New Belgium's Fat Tire. And what is Fat Tire, Miles? Fat Tire is an amber ale. Shall I read the bottle? Uh, There's not really a whole lot to read on this bottle. No, not really, but it gives a quick description. I think it's very concise. Yeah, Yeah. concise is the word. Uh, Fat Tire Amber Ale perfectly balances biscuit-light malt flavors with happy freshness. Named in honor of a storied bike ride through Europe, Fat Tire cruises with Belgian imagination and inspiration. There you have it. Uh, Your favorite style, right? No, did not say that, ever. (laughs) Better than most Belgian styles, but... You know, I do pick up some Belgian qualities. Well, that's because they use a Belgian yeast. 
You know, I figured it was either a Belgian yeast or at least USO5. Nobody uses USO5. <laughs> Nobody uses it at all. <laughs> like, ever. Ever, I don't, ever? I, that's why it's always so bad. It's always sitting on the shelf <laughs> until somebody buys a homebrew, like some starter. That's They, they pawn it off on starter brewers just because they're like, oh, yeah, they don't know that this yeast is shit. They're going to go leave it in their basement and get some nice fruity notes, and they're going to like that right next to the heater. It was the base yeast for the Imperial India Pale Ale we made. Yeah, not a good base yeast. (laughs) Especially for that style, you're going to get all bubblegummy. Yeah, man. You mean you don't like that? No, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Not even a little bit. Fair enough. Uh, Well, do you want to talk all the beer tastes, or do you want to... Kind of jump into our recipes, right? Uh, no, or? we're well. We're gonna we need to calibrate before we try to clone. I suppose. All right. So, do you want me to go first? Or you want to go first? No, you can go first. Okay. Uh, appearance: light amber, uh, crystal clear, with a small off-white head that dissipated fairly quickly. Yeah. Uh, it could have been my pour, but it, this I don't think this one usually has a pretty big head. No. Yeah, that that really helped. <laughs> Good job. Aroma: a uh, sweet, very little to no hop character. Uh, taste. I got a lot of toffee and caramel, a little biscuity, but very malt forward. Yeah. Again, no, very little to no bitterness. Um, yeah, that's that's really all I got. Yeah, you you more or less said it. Uh, I'm at the bottom of the glass. It's even got almost a golden golden color to it, as opposed golden. to just the. I amber. I well yeah, and it came in. Uh, I was using color swatches between uh like thirteen and seventeen lava bond. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, I shot for 13 in my clone recipe. I get uh, a little bit of like earthy hop flavor in there, kind of mixed in with that malt forward character. I I get maybe. Maybe. I. That's kind of what I was picking up. I pick up. up more Belgian yeast character than the hop. Yeah, I... Well, I mean, I didn't say it was f- yeah. forward, but I think I pick it up in there a little bit. All right. Well, uh, why don't you uh, pop out your recipe first, then, and let's talk about that. Yeah. Well, fair enough. Uh, let's see. So I said base was American two-row pail mm-hmm. uh, for a five-gallon batch, uh, nine pounds, and I threw in three-quarters of a pound of Belgian Munich. Interesting. Okay. Uh a pound of British amber and a quarter pound of biscuit. All right. So uh, the two-row pail, I think, is fairly obvious. Uh, the, the nine pounds actually gets me up to the 5.7 ABV. And what, uh, what, I get, well, what? okay. What uh, efficiency are you? Oh, 75. Okay. All the way 75. Yep. Sorry, that that's pretty basic, I think. Yeah. Um the Kara Munich gave me the color I was looking for, and I think it adds that uh, some of that roasty, toasty kind of flavor that's in there, and the biscuit as well, because it kind of says it on the bottle a little bit. And the I have a the amber just kind of fits. Okay. Uh Hop? Hops. I have an ounce of Northern Brewer at 60 minutes and an ounce at Willamette at zero. Okay. 
pretty straightforward. Uh, there isn't like why the Willamette. I you know, ah God, I don't know. It just felt right. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. All right. Um, I did mine. Mine's well. It starts off similar. I have ten pounds of American Pale two row. Is uh, this for five or ten? Five. Okay. I I overshot my ABV a little bit because I didn't care. <laughs> uh, I was more going for well, and then uh, I did a pound of Munich. Okay. Uh, and then half a pound of uh C eighty and half a pound of C one twenty. No, so you want okay. Uh, and then hops, just the ounce of Northern Brewer at 60. No no uh, flame out because, yeah, I figure the Northern Brewer will do it. Sure. Um, and that gives me my 28 IBUs, 5.8% instead of 57 Well, 5.8, I think, is what the beer actually is. Now, well, it says uh, oh, 5.2. 5. Okay, oh, sorry. So we, 5. We, 2. Both we, we overshot a little bit. All right. Not a big deal. And then uh, came in at 12.92 SRM. I was shooting for 13. I got uh, 13, but I don't think uh, my calculator here goes into the decimals for color. Uh, and 27 IBUs is what I had. Okay. So, yeah, we're we're both right in the same area. The only thing that differed was our specialty grains. Um, yeah, I was gonna say you got a lot of those toffee caramely flavors. I I did. I really big for me was that toffee caramel, and so I went straight for that. I I was wondering if some of that flavor was almost citrus hop instead of like toffee candy. No, as it warms up, it's still just more toffee. There's no, there's not really a whole lot of citrus there for me. Maybe it was some of the the yeast that was coming through. For Maybe. Me. Uh, just to pick on you, I did I did choose the USO5 yeast because, I don't know, it's kind of like... I, w- I mean, it would work in the spirit. It would, yeah, it would no, have it, the right, it would be like the right the, flavor profile. The awkward piece that fits the puzzle, mm-hmm. uh, as in it's like an American yeast, but it has just enough of a Belgian quality to kind of give this the that phenolic kick that it has. Yep. Otherwise... It it is a very solid beer. I I enjoy it. I don't yeah. know. What do you think about the Kara Munich? I I mean, it could work. I could see it working. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about that malt. I haven't messed with it a, a whole bunch. Well, uh from what I know, there are several maltsters that do or that instead of doing like a broad range of caramel crystal mm-hmm. grains, um, they will have some cro- like caramelized grain variants, yeah. like Cara Munich and Cara Vian, as an example. So it's like Munich meets caramel smack dab in the middle somewhere. Okay. So. Um, I guess if you were scoring this beer out of 40, or yeah, 40, right? 40? Is that the No, BA? 50. Is it 50? No, it's, it's 40. It's 40. Right? BJCP. Take your pick. I don't remember. I can't remember. I want to say it's 40, though. I th- I'm almost positive it's 40. Um, Out of 40? Uh, probably 30-ish. Somewhere in there? Yeah, and, and if you look at, and if you look at the BA score, that's an exceptionally good score. Like, it's not, um, you know, 30 to 40 is an A, B, C, D, or whatever. It's yeah. like... By the time you've hit thirty, they're saying you've got a pretty, pretty solid beer. Granted, there's a lot that can still be improved, 
But it's not the difference between a good and a bad beer. It's the difference between a good and a great beer. Why can't we not remember this? I feel really dumb now. Are you Are you trying to look it up? Yeah, I, I have it. I have it loading now. It's just being <clears throat> slow. Uh, well, in the meantime, I do. I did look up a couple of uh, recipes for this online to to kind of gauge what other people are thinking in this clone recipe. It's fifty. It's 50. 50. It is 50. Okay. It is 50. Then I'd probably go like 35. 35? 35 out of 50. Yeah. Sound about right? All it right. works for me. Uh, so I found a recipe on a Brew Your Own, on the Brew Your Own magazine website, mm-hmm. and theirs looks unnecessarily complicated. Of course it is. Right? Uh, so they have, and it's an extract recipe, so bear with me here. Okay. Uh, five pounds of extra light dry malt extract. And then they go with half a pound of crystal 20, half a pound of crystal 40, half a pound of carapils, half a pound of Munich, half a pound of biscuit, half a pound of chocolate. Yeah, there's no... So when you're when you're cloning... <laughs> so here here's the thing I try to keep in mind anytime I'm trying to clone a recipe. Brewers, professional brewers don't deal with that shit. No. They, they deal in sacks so, and half sacks. Yeah. Like when you when you're doing your specialty grains. And so and they only want they don't want to, you know, have to bust out, you know, six different sacks of grain to do one Yeah, and or not six just different that. types of grain. They don't want to have to have 40 freaking piles of sacks in the yeah. storeroom. So wanna, you so you know when professional brewers are doing things, you're looking at two three grains at most. Yeah. It, and then, you know, your hop schedules can get a little bit more different. Just because hops is hops, and they're still doing it by the pound, the but yeah. But when you're dealing with sacks of grain, they don't, and they don't want you know a quarter sack of something sitting around the brewery forever. Yeah, so they'll they'll usually plan to plan simple and yeah. I mean that would be the key term is simple. Yeah, um, and so that's. That's partly why I personally went for the Kara Munich because it had a combination of a couple of things in one. Okay. Um, but otherwise, I, I felt maybe it wouldn't do that the whole roast and biscuit quality all by itself and toss the biscuit in there as well. Mm-hmm. So um, then they had uh, Willamette Fuggles at. Oh, it really doesn't even have the times. Uh, they had Willamette and Fuggle for the for the hops, and then ten fifty six. Yeah, so I mean, it's. Seems- I, mean, I think ten fifty six is the wrong yeast to use here, just because I I there's some there's just a little bit of Belgian yeast character. I mean, yeah. I think it's a Belgian yeast that was fermented a little cooler, so it's not super estery, but there's definitely just a little. It's something. not clean, and I don't think it's that dry either. No, so I I do agree that it's. Not the right yeast. For sure. 1056 is definitely the wrong yeast to use there. Yeah, so uh, this would be an example, real quick, of another clone that I think would be much more realistic. Well, partly. Uh, they have four and a half uh, Belgian Turo, five pounds of Munich, but then a pound of Victory, uh, half a pound of Biscuit, and then just a tiny bit of Crystal 80. That is a lot of Munich. I know. I don't... Th- Tasting my beer, that is way too much Munich. That is a lot of that Munich. That is a lot of Munich. Otherwise, I think the rest of it is is pretty straightforward. Okay. And then uh, Northern Brewer, Hollertau, and Willamette. I get too many hops. Too many hops. Too yep. many hops. 
I think there's, I mean, there's, there's not a complex hop flavor here if rarely or barely any hop flavor here. Yeah, there, there really isn't even any in the aroma. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, probably. You're probably right on on just the bitter and calling it good there. I think so. I mean, we could try brewing it, but I don't want a bunch of this sitting around because I wouldn't drink it. You mean you don't want half a sack of Kara Munich in your basement? No, I mean, I don't want <laughs> 10 gallons of fat tire in my basement. Good beer, but I don't quite want that much. Yeah. No, it's it's a good beer to have every once in a while, but it's not a go-to for me at all. No, I, It used to be. I mean, I used to be a big fat tire guy. Well, this is different from a traditional American amber, which is what I'm a really big fan of. It does not have nearly the hop character. I, I, I like the hop character in the American amber. Yeah, I and, do too. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. This doesn't have it, and that's what I like. That's what I really like. Strong, pungent even. All right. Well, I think we can pretty much wrap up, right? Yeah. Well, I I hope you guys enjoyed the fat tire cal- calibration. I said it right this time. Uh, it it yeah. We should have done it sooner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the redo. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For <laughs> sure. Ah, just gave us something to do eventually. I guess maybe. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, well. If you enjoyed this episode or any of other shows and you'd like to support us, head on over to patreon.com slash studios or click on the Become a Patron link at the bottom of our homepage. Patreon is like a recurring tip jar. You can give as little as a buck a month, and we give you something in return for that. So go ahead and check that out. Uh, or if you're going to do any shopping on Amazon, go ahead and click on our Amazon affiliate link at the bottom of our homepage. Uh, then go do your regular Amazon shopping, and we get a bit of a kickback. It's really, really helpful. Uh, besides that, if you want to send us any of your homebrew or have any homebrew questions, go ahead and shoot those to feedback at blindnewstudios.com, or you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnewstudios. You can follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. And I think that's about it, so I'll see you guys next week.